Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And whatever's happening, uh, individually or collectively to the world, uh, when we're here together reading Srila Prabhupada's books, uh, it's magic. It's magic. Material anxiety goes. A uh, sense of our real identity. Flowers, blossoms. Uh, and we can be happy, even in a world that is so disturbed. So please welcome. We hope you all are in good health and safe and, uh, and happy in all respects. Uh, Srimad Bhagavad Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami <clears throat> glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Summum Bonum, the Absolute Truth, incarnation, literary incarnation of Krishna. And it goes like this Sarva Shastrab Dipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja. Sarvalokaikadrikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalitvandoditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin, madguro man bahadana, man nistadagamad bhagya, mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior my good fortune, my source of ecstasy. I bow down to you. Asadu sadhu tadayin atini chochata kara hanamun chakada chinmam premna ritkantayokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the ninth chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam 
We just heard <coughs> the first two of the four seed verses of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which were delivered uh, by Vishnu himself to Lord Brahma in response to Brahma's desire uh, to be able to create the universe and serve the Lord in that way and not become proud. So the first verse stated that before the universe only Krishna was, was in, existed and after the universe he was existing in the universe and after it's war drawn back into him only he exists. And then anything that's uh, not related with him uh, is not real. Everything is actually related with him. So now we've reached <coughs> text 35, the third uh, seed verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Yata Mahanti Bhutani Bhuteshu Chicha Vesheshwanu Pravishtani Aparvishnani Tatateshu Nateshwaham O Brahma, please know that the universal elements enter into the cosmos and at the same time do not enter into the cosmos. Similarly, I myself also exist within everything created and at the same time I am outside of everything. Purport The great elements of material creation, namely earth, water, fire, air, and ether, all enter into the body of all manifested entities the seas, mountains, aquatics, plants, reptiles, birds, beasts, human beings, demigods, and everything else materially manifested. And at the same time, such elements are differently situated. In the developed stage of consciousness, the human being can study both physiological and physical science, but the basic principles of such sciences are nothing but the material elements and nothing more. The body of the human being and the body of the mountain, as all the bodies of the demigods, as also the bodies of the demigods, including Brahma, are all of the same ingredients, earth, water, etc. And at the same time, the elements are beyond the body. The elements were created first and therefore they entered into the bodily construction later. But in both circumstances, they entered the cosmos and also did not enter. Similarly, the Supreme Lord, by His different energies, namely the internal and external, is within everything in the manifested cosmos, and at the same time, He is outside of everything. Situated in the kingdom of God, by Kuntaloka, as described before. This is very nicely stated in the Brahma Sanghita 537 as follows Ananda Chin Mayarasa Patibhabitabis Tabirya Eva Nijarupataya Kalabihi 
Goloka eva nivasatyaki latma bhuto Govinda Maripurushang Tamahang Bajami. I worship the personality of Godhead, Govinda, who, by expansion of his internal potency of transcendental existence, knowledge, and bliss, enjoys in his own and expanded forms in Goloka. Simultaneously, he enters into every atom of the creation. This expansion of his plenary parts is also more definitely explained in the same Brahma Sanghita 535 as follows Ekopyasau Vachajitung Vachajitung Jagadanda Kotim Yachchakyarasi Jagadanda Chaya Yadantaha Andantarasta Paramanu Chayantarastam Govindamari Purusham Tamaham Vajami. I worship the personality of Godhead, Govinda, who by one of his plenary portions enters into the existence of every universe and every particle of the atoms and thus unlimitedly manifests his infinite energy all over the material creation. The impersonalists can imagine or even perceive that the Supreme Brahman is thus all-pervading and therefore they conclude that there is no possibility of his personal form. Herein lies the mystery of transcendental knowledge of the personality of Godhead. The, this mystery is transcendental love of Godhead and one who is surcharged with transcendental love of Godhead can without difficulty see the personality of Godhead in every atom and every movable or non-immovable object. And at the same time, he can see the personality of Godhead in his own abode, Goloka, enjoying eternal pastimes with his eternal associates, who are also expansions of his transcendental existence. This vision is the real mystery of spiritual knowledge as stated by the Lord in the beginning of his instructions to Brahmaji Sarahasyam Tadangam Cha This mystery is the most confidential part of the knowledge of the Supreme and it is impossible for the mental speculators to discover it by dint of intellectual gymnastics The mystery can be revealed through the process recommended by Brahmaji in his Brahma Samhita 538 as follows Premanjana Chudita Bhakti Vilochanena Santak Sadaiva Ridayeshu Vilokayanti Yang Shama Sundada Machintyaguna Sarupam Govindamari Purusham Tamaham Bajami I worship the original personality of Godhead, Govinda, whom the pure devotees, their eyes smeared with the ointment of love of Godhead, always observe within their hearts. This Govinda, the original personality of Godhead, is Shamasunda, with all transcendental qualities. Therefore, although he is present in every atom, the Supreme Personality of Godhead may not be visible 
to the dry speculators. Still, the mystery is unfolded before the eyes of the pure devotees because their eyes are anointed with love of Godhead. And this love of Godhead can be attained only by the practice of transcendental loving service of the Lord and nothing else. The vision of the devotees is not ordinary. It is purified by the process of devotional service. In other words, as the universal elements are both within and without, similarly, the Lord's name, form, qualities, pastimes, entourage, and so on, as they are described in the revealed scriptures or as, or as performed in the Vaikuntha Lokas, far, far beyond the material cosmic manifestation, are factually being televised in the heart of the devotee. The man with a poor fund of knowledge cannot understand, although by material science one can see things far away by means of television. Factually, the spiritually developed person is able to have the television of the kingdom of God always reflected within his heart. Something to look forward to. That is the mystery of, the, of knowledge of the personality of Godhead. The Lord can award anyone and everyone liberation, mukti, from the bondage of material existence. Yet He rarely awards the privilege of love of Godhead, as confirmed by Shukadev Goswami. Muktim dedati kadechit smanabhakti yogam. This transcendental devotional service of the Lord is so wonderful that the occupation keeps the deserving devotee always wrapped in psychological activities without deviation from the absolute touch. Thus, love of Godhead developed in the heart of the devotee is a great mystery. Brahmaji previously told Narada that the desires of Brahmaji are never unfulfilled because he is always absorbed in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Nor has he any desire in his heart save and accept the transcendental service of the Lord. That is the beauty and mystery of the process of bhakti-yoga. As the Lord's desire is infallible because he is a chuta, similarly, the desires of the devotees in the transcendental service of the Lord are also a chuta, infallible. This is very difficult, however, for the layman to understand without knowledge of the mystery of devotional service, as it is very difficult to know the potency of touchstone. As touchstone is rarely found, a pure devotee of the Lord is also rarely to be seen, even amongst millions of liberated souls. Kotishapi Mahamune. Kotishapi Mahamune. Out of all kinds of perfections attained by the process of knowledge, yoga perfection in devotional service is the highest of all and the most mysterious also. Even more mysterious than the eight kinds of mystic perfection attained by the process of yogic performances. 
In the Bhagavad Gita, 1864, the Lord therefore advised Arjuna about this bhakti yoga. Sarva guyatamang buyak me paramang bhachaha. Just hear from me again about the most confidential part of the instructions in the Bhagavad Gita. In Srimad Bhagavatam 2.751, the same was confirmed by Brahmanji to Narada in the following words. Hidam Bhagavatam Nama Yan me Bhagavatoditam Sangraho Yam Bibhutinam Twametad Vipuli Kuru. Brahmaji said to Narada, Whatever I have spoken to you about the Bhagavatam was explained to me by the personality of Godhead, by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And I am advising you to expand these topics nicely so that people may easily understand the mysterious Bhakti Yoga by transcendental loving service to the Lord. It is to be noted here that the mystery of Bhakti Yoga was disclosed to Brahmaji by the Lord Himself. Brahmaji explained the same mystery to Narada. Narada explained it to Vyas. Vyas explained it to Shukadeva Goswami. And that same knowledge is coming down in the unalloyed chain of disciplic succession. If one is fortunate enough to have received the knowledge in the transcendental disciplic succession, surely he will have the chance to understand the mystery of the Lord and that of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the sound incarnation of the Lord. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Now we come to the last <clears throat> of the fourth seed verses of Srimad Bhagavatam, text 36. Itavad ibajigyasyam tat bajigyasunatmanaha anvaya vyarite kyabyam yatsyat sarvata sarvada. A person who is searching after the Supreme Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead, must certainly search for it up to this, in all circumstances, in all space, in time, and both directly and indirectly. PURPORT To unfold the mystery of bhakti-yoga, as it is explained in the previous verse, is the ultimate stage of all inquiries or the highest objective for the inquisitive. <clears throat> Everyone is searching after self-realization in different ways, by karma yoga, by jnana yoga, by dhyana yoga, by raja yoga, by bhakti yoga, and so on. To engage in self-realization is the responsibility of every living entity developed in consciousness. One who is developed in consciousness certainly makes inquiries into the mystery of the self, of the cosmic situation, and of the problems 
of life in all spheres and fields, social, political, economic, cultural, religious, moral, and so on, and in their different branches. But here, the goal of all such inquiries is explained. The Vedanta Sutra philosophy begins with this inquiry about life, and the Bhagavatam answers such inquiries up to this point, or the mystery of all inquiries. Lord Brahma wanted to be perfectly educated by the Personality of Godhead, and here is the answer by the Lord, finished in four nutshell verses from Ahangeva to this verse, Etavadeva. This is the end of all self-realization processes. Men do not know that the ultimate goal of life is Vishnu or the Supreme Personality of Godhead due to, be, due to being bewildered by the glaring reflection in the darkness. And as such, everyone is entering into the darkness re, darkest region of material existence driven by the uncontrolled senses. The whole material existence has sprung up because of sense gratification, desires based principally on the sex desire. And the result is that in spite of all advancement of knowledge, the final goal of all, active, all the activities of the living entities is sense gratification. But here is the real goal of life, and everyone should know it by inquiries put before a bona fide spiritual master, expert in the science of bhakti-yoga, or from a living personality of Bhagavatam, life, or from a living personality of Bhagavatam, life. Everyone is engaged in various kinds of scriptural inquiries, but the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam gives answers to all of the various students of Self-Realization. This ultimate objective of life is not to be searched out without great labor or perseverance. One who is imbued with such sincere inquiries must ask the bona fide spiritual master in the disciplic succession from Brahmaji, and that is the direction given here. Because the mystery was disclosed before Brahmaji by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the mystery of all such inquiries regarding self-realization must be put before such a spiritual master who is directly the representative of the Lord. Acknowledged in that disciplic succession. Such a bona fide spiritual master is able to clear up the whole thing by evidence from the revealed scripture, scriptures, both direct and indirect. Although everyone is free to consult the revealed scriptures in this connection, one still requires the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master, and that is the direction of this in this verse. The bona fide spiritual master is the most confidential representative of the Lord, and one must receive direction from the spiritual master on the same spirit that Brahmaji received it from the personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna. The bona fide spiritual master 
in that bona fide chain of disciplic succession, never claims to be the Lord Himself, although such a spiritual master is greater than the Lord in the sense that he can deliver the Lord by his personally realized experience. The Lord is not to be found simply by education or by a good fertile brain, but surely he can be found by the sincere student through the transparent medium of the bona fide spiritual master. The revealed scriptures give directions directly to this end, but because the bewildered living entities are blinded by the glaring reflection in the darkness, they are unable to find the truth of the revealed scriptures. For example, in the Bhagavad Gita, the whole direction is targeted toward the personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. But for want of a bona fide spiritual master in the line of Brahmaji, or the direct hearer, Arjuna, there are different distortions of the revealed knowledge by many unauthorized persons who just want to satisfy their own whims. Undoubtedly, the Bhagavad Gita is accepted as one of the most brilliant stars in the horizon of the spiritual sky. Yet the interpretations of this great book of knowledge have so grossly been distorted that every student of the Bhagavad Gita is still in the same darkness of glaring material reflections. Such students are hardly enlightened by the Bhagavad Gita. In the Gita, practically, the same instruction is imparted as in the four prime verses of the Bhagavatam, but due to wrong and fashionable interpretations by unauthorized persons, one cannot reach the ultimate conclusion. In the Bhagavad Gita, 1861, it is clearly said, Ishwadak Sarvabhutanam Riddhisharajunatishtati Brahmayan Sarvabhutani Yantra Rudani Mayaya. The Lord is situated in the hearts of all living beings as Paramatma, and He is controlling all of them in the material world under the agency of His external energy. Therefore, it is clearly mentioned that the Lord is the supreme controller and that the living entities are controlled by the Lord. In the same Bhagavad Gita, 1865, the Lord directs as follows, Manmana Bhavamad Bhakto Madjaji Mam Namaskuru Mami Vaishyasi Satyam Te Pratijane Priyosime It is clear from this verse of the Bhagavad Gita that the direction of the Lord is that one should be God-minded, a devotee of the Lord, a worshipper of the Lord, and must offer all obeisances unto the Lord, unto Lord Krishna. By so doing, the devotee will undoubtedly go back to Godhead, back to home. Indirectly it is said that the whole Vedic social construction of human society is so made that everyone acts as a part and parcel of the complete body of the Lord. The intelligent class of men, or the brahmanas, are situated on the face of the Lord. The administrative class of men, the kshatriyas, are situated on the arms of the Lord. The productive class of men, the vaishyas, 
are situated on the belt of your Lord. And the laborer class, laborer class of men, the Shudras, are situated on the legs of the Lord. Therefore, the complete social construction is the body of the Lord. And all the parts of the body, namely the Brahmanas, the Chatriyas, the Vaishyas, and the Shudras, are meant to serve the Lord's whole body conjointly. Otherwise, the parts remain unfit to be coordinated with the Supreme Consciousness of Oneness. Universal Consciousness is factually achieved by coordinated service of all concerned to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And that alone can ensure total perfection. Therefore, even the great scientists, the great philosophers, the great mental speculators, the great politicians, the great industrialists, the great social reformers, and so on, cannot give any relief to the restless society of the material world because they do not know the secret of success as mentioned in this verse of the Bhagavatam, namely that one must know the mystery of bhakti-yoga. In the Bhagavad Gita 7.15 also it is said, Namam duspritino mudha prapadyante naradamaha mayaya paritagyana asuram bhavamashritaha Because the so-called great leaders of human society are ignorant of this great knowledge of bhakti-yoga and are always engaged in ignoble acts of sense gratification bewildered by the external energy of the Lord they are stubborn rebels against the supremacy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and they never agree to surrender unto Him because they are fools, miscreants of the lowest type of human beings. Such faithless non-believers may be highly educated in the material sense of the term but factually they are the greatest fools of the world because by the influence of the external material nature all their so-called acquisition of knowledge has been made null and void. Therefore, all advancement of knowledge in the present context of things therefore, all advancement of knowledge in the present context of things is being misused by cats and dogs fighting with one another for sense gratification. And all acquisition of knowledge in science, philosophy, fine arts, nationalism, economic development, religion, and great activities are being spoiled by being used as dresses for dead men. Prabhupada, classic Prabhupada. There is no utility in the dresses used for covering a coffin of a dead body save getting false applause from the ignorant public. The Srimad Bhagavatam therefore says again and again that without attainment of the status of bhakti-yoga, all the activities of human society are to be considered absolute failures only. It is said, para bhavas jato yavan najigyasata atmatatvam yavat kriyas tavadidam manovai karmatmakam 
Yena Shari Bandaha Bhagavatam 5, 5, 5. As long as one is blind to inquiring about self-realization, all material activities, however great they may be, are all different kinds of defeat because the aim of human life is not fulfilled by such unwanted and profitless activities. The function of the human body is to attain freedom from material bondage, but as long as one is fully absorbed in material activities, his mind will be overwhelmed in the whirlpool of matter, and thus he will continue to be encaged in material bodies, life after life. Evam manak karma vasham priyunte avidyayat man upadiyamane pritir nayavan maivasudeve namutyate deha yogena tavat Bhagavatam 5.5.6 It is one's mind that generates different kinds of bodies for suffering different kinds of material pangs. Therefore, as long as the mind is absorbed in fruitive activities, the mind is understood to be absorbed in nations. And thus one is sure to be subjected to material bondage in different bodies again and again until one develops transcendental love for Godhead, Vasudev, the Supreme Person. To become absorbed in the transcendental name qualities, form, and activities of the Supreme Person. Vasudev means to change the temper of the mind from matter to absolute knowledge, which leads one to the path of absolute realization and thus frees one from the bondage of material contact and engagements in different material bodies. Srila Jiva Goswami Prabhupada therefore comments on the words sarvatra sarvada in the sense that the principles of bhakti yoga or devotional service to the Lord are apt in all circumstances. That is, bhakti yoga is recommended in all the revealed scriptures. It is performed by all authorities. It is important in all places and it is useful in all causes and effects and so on. As far as all the revealed scriptures are concerned, he quotes from the Skanda Purana on the topics of Brahma and Narada as follows Sansare smin maha gore janma mrityu samakule pujanang vasudevasya tarakam vadivik smritam. In the material world, which is full of darkness and dangers, combined with birth and death and full of different anxieties, the only way to get out of the great entanglement is to accept loving transcendental devotional service to Lord Vasudeva. This is accepted by all classes of philosophers. Srila Jiva Goswami also quotes another common passage which is found in three Puranas, namely the Padma Purana, Skanda Purana and Linga Purana, it runs as follows Alodya Sarva Shastrani Vicharya Chapunak Punaha Idam Ekang 
sunishpanam jayo narayana sada. By scrutinizingly reviewing all the revealed scriptures and judging them again and again, it is now concluded that Lord Narayana is the Supreme Absolute Truth and thus He alone should be worshipped. The same truth is also indirectly described in the Garuda Purana as follows Param Gato Pibedanam Sarva Shastrar Tanvedyapi Yo Nasarveshwade Bhaktas Tam Vidyat Purushadamam Even though one may have gone to the other side of all the Vedas, and even though one is well versed in all the revealed scriptures, if one is not a devotee of the Supreme Lord, he must be considered the lowest of mankind. Similarly, it is also stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 5.18.12 indirectly as follows, Yasyasti Bhaktir Bhagavatyakinchana Sarvaya Gunais Tatra Samasate Sudaha Haraova Bhaktasya Kuto Mahadguna Manoritena Satidavato Bahi one who, has one who has unflinching devotion unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead must have all the good qualities of the demigods and contrarily one who is not a devotee of the Lord must be hovering in the darkness of mental speculation and thus must be engaged in material impermanence. Srimad Bhagavatam 11, 11, 18 says, Shabda Brahmani Nishnato Na Nishnayat Pare Yadi Shamas Tasya Shamapalo Yadenum Ivarakshataha one may be well versed in all the transcendental literature of the Vedas, but if he fails to be acquainted with the Supreme, then it must be concluded that all his education is like the burden of a beast, or like one's keeping a cow without milking capacity. Similarly, the liberty of discharging loving transcendental service to the Lord is invested in everyone, even the women, the Shudras, and the forest tribes, or any other living beings born in sinful conditions. Tevai vidan jatitadanti chadeva mayam stri shudra huna shabara apipapa jivaha yad yad bhuta kramaparayana shila shikshas Tir Yajna Apikimu Shutidarana Ye Bhagavatam 2.7.46 The lowest of human beings can be elevated to the highest stage of devotional life if they are trained by the bona fide spiritual master well versed in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. If the lowest can be elevated then what to speak of the highest who are well versed in the Vedic knowledge? The conclusion is that devotional service to the Lord is open for all, regardless of who they are. That is the confirmation of its application for all kinds of performers of, of the service. 
Therefore, the devotional service of the Lord, with perfect knowledge, through the training of a bona fide spiritual master, is advised for everyone, even if one happens not to be a human being. This is confirmed in the Garuda Purana as follows. Kitapakshi Miganam Cha Harao Sanyastachetasam Urdvang Evagating Manye Kimpunar Gyaninam Rinam Even the <clears throat> Even the worms even the worms, beads and birds and beasts are assured of elevation to the highest perfectional life if they are completely surrendered to the transcendental loving service of the Lord. So what to speak of the philosophers amongst the human beings? Therefore there is no need to speak to seek properly qualified candidates for discharging devotional service to the Lord. Let them be either... Oh, this is a fantastic verse. Therefore, there is no need to seek properly qualified candidates for discharging devotional service to the Lord. Let them be either well-behaved or ill-trained. Let them be either learned or fools. Let them be either grossly attached or in the renounced order of life. Let them be liberated souls or desirous of salvation. Let them be inexpert in the discharge of devotional service or expert in the same. All of them can be elevated to the supreme position by discharging devotional service under the proper guidance. What a paragraph. This is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 9.30 and 32 as follows. Apichet surura chado bhajate mam ananyabhat sadureva samantavyak samyag vyavasito hisaha mami parta bipashritya yepisu papa yoniyaha striyo vaishas tatashudras tepiyanti param gatim. Even if a person is fully addicted to all sorts of sinful acts, if he happens to be engaged in the loving transcendental service of the Lord under proper guidance. He is to be considered the most perfect holy man, without a doubt. And thus any person whatsoever, and whoever he or she may be, even the fallen woman, the less intelligent laborer, or the dull mercantile man, or even a man lower than all these, can attain the highest perfection of life, by going back home, back to Godhead, provided he or she takes shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord in all earnestness. This sincere earnestness is the only qualification that can lead one to the highest perfectional stage of life. And unless and until such real earnestness is aroused, there is a difference between cleanliness and uncleanliness learning or non-learning in the material estimation. Fire is always fire and thus if someone touches the fire knowingly or unknowingly the fire will act in its own way without discrimination. The principle is Harir Haradi Papani Dushya Chetair 
Apis-pritaha. The all-powerful Lord can purify the devotee of all sinful reactions, just as the sun can sterilize all sorts of infections by its powerful rays. Thus, attraction for material enjoyment cannot act upon a pure devotee of the Lord. There are hundreds and thousands of aphorisms in the revealed scriptures glorifying devotional service. Atmaramaschamuniya. Even the self-realized souls are also attracted by the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Kechit kevalaya bhaktya vasudeva parayanaha. Bhagavatam 6.1.15 Simply by hearing and chanting, one becomes a great devotee of Lord Vasudeva. Na chaladi bhagavat padarda vindal lava nimishardam apiyak savaishnavagriya A person who does not move from the lotus feet of the Lord, even for a moment, is considered the greatest of all Vaishnavas. Bhagavat Parshatam Prapte Madsevaya Pritat Pratitam Te. The pure devotees are convinced of attaining the association of the personality of Godhead, and thus they are always engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord. Therefore, in all continents, in all planets, in all universes, devotional service to the Lord, or bhakti-yoga, is current. And that is the statement of the Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam and allied scriptures. Everywhere means in every part of the creation of the Lord. The Lord can be served by all the senses, or even simply by the mind. The South Indian Brahmana, who served the Lord simply on the strength of his mind, also factually realized the Lord. Success is guaranteed for a devotee who fully engages any one of his senses in the mode of devotional service. The Lord can be served by any ingredient, even the most common commodity, a flower, a leaf, a fruit, or a little water, which are available in any part of the universe and without cost and thus the Lord is served universally by the universal entities. He can be served simply by hearing. He can be served simply by chanting or reading about His activities. He can be served simply by adoring Him and accepting Him. In the Bhagavad Gita it is stated that one can serve the Lord by offering the result of one's own work. It does not matter what one does. Generally, men may say that whatever they are doing is inspired by God, but that is not all. One should actually work on behalf of God, as a servant of God. The Lord says in the Bhagavad Gita 9.27, Yat karoshi yadashnasi yajjahosi dadasi yat yat tapas yasi konteya Tatkarushva Manarpanam. Do whatever you like, or whatever may be easier for you to do. Eat whatever you may eat, sacrifice whatever you may can sacrifice, give whatever you may give in charity, and do whatever you may 
undertaken penance, but everything must be done for Him only. If you do business or if you accept some employment, do so on behalf of the Lord. Whatever you may eat, you may offer the same to the Lord and be assured that He will return the food after eating it Himself. He is the complete whole and therefore whatever He may eat that is offered by the devotee is accepted because of the devotee's love. But again, it is returned as prasadam for the, devotees, for the devotee so that he can be happy by eating. In other words, be a servant of God and live peacefully in that consciousness, ultimately returning home, back to Godhead. It is said in the Skanda Purana, yasyasmritya sana moktya tapo yagya kriyadishu nunam sampuritam nunam sampurnatamiti sadyo vande tamachutam I offer my obeisances unto Him, the infallible, because simply by either remembering Him or vibrating His holy name, one can attain the perfection of all penances, sacrifices, or fruitive activities. And thus process can be this process and this process can be universally followed. It is enjoined. Bhagavatam two three ten Akama Sarvakamo Va Mokshakama Udaradihi Tivrina Bhakti Yogena Yajita Purusham Param Though a person be full of desires or have no desires, he may follow this path of infallible bhakti yoga for complete perfection. One need not be anxious to propitiate to propitiate each and every demigod and goddess, because the root of all of them is the personality of Godhead. As by pouring water on the root of a tree, one serves and enlivens all the branches and leaves, so by rendering service unto the Supreme Lord, one automatically serves every god and goddess without extraneous effort. The Lord is all-pervading, and therefore service unto Him is also all-pervading. This fact is corroborated in the Skanda Purana as follows. Archite Deva Deveshe Shanka Chakra Gadadare Architak Sarvadevaksur Yatak Sarvagato Hadehi. When the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, who carries in his hands a conch shell, wheel, club, and lotus flower, is worshipped, certainly all other demigods are worshipped automatically because Hari, the Personality of Godhead, is all-pervading. Therefore, in all cases, namely nominative, objective, causative, dative, ablative, possessive, and supportive, everyone is benefited by such transcendental loving service to the Lord. Hmm. <clears throat> 
the man who worships the Lord, the Lord Himself who is worshipped, the cause for which the Lord is worshipped, <clears throat> the source of supply, the place where such worship is done, etc. Everything is benefited by such an action. Even during the annihilation of the material world, the process of bhakti-yoga can be applied. Kalena nashta pralaye vaniyam The Lord is worshipped in devastation because He protects the Vedas from being annihilated. He is worshipped in every millennium or yuga as it is said in Srimad Bhagavatam 12.3.52 Krite yad jayato vishnum tritayan yajato makahi dvapade paricharyayam kalo tad dadikirtanat In the Vishnu Purana it is written sa hanistan mahach chidram sa mohak sachabhibramaha yan mahurtam chanam vapi vasudevam nachintayat If even for a moment remembrance of Vasudev the Supreme Personality of God is, is missed, that is the greatest loss, that is the greatest illusion, and that is the greatest anomaly. What a purport. It's just going on and on. The Lord can be worshipped in all stages of life. For instance, even in the wombs of their mothers, Maharaj Prahlad and Maharaj Parikshit worshipped the Lord. Even in his very childhood, at the age of only five years, Dhruva Maharaj worshipped the Lord. Even in full youth, Maharaj Ambarish worshipped the Lord. And even at the last stage of his frustration and old age, Maharaj Dhritarashtra worshipped the Lord. Ajamil worshipped the Lord. And even, even at the point of death, in Chitraketu worshipped the Lord, even in heaven, and in hell. In the Narasimha Purana, it is said that as, as the hellish inhabitants began to chant the holy name of the Lord, they began to be elevated from hell towards heaven. Durvasa Muni has also supported this view. Muchetayan nam yudite nadakopi. Simply by chanting the holy name of the Lord, the inhabitants of hell become released from their hellish persecution. So the conclusion of Srimad Bhagavatam as given by Sukadev Goswami to Maharaj Parikshit is Etan nirvidyamananam ichatam akutobayam yoginam nipanirnitam harer namam nukirtanam O King it is finally decided that everyone, namely those in the renounced order of life, the mystics and the enjoyers of fruitive work, should chant the holy name of the Lord fearlessly to achieve the desired success in their pursuits. Bhagavatam 2, 1, 11. Similarly, <laughs> how many more pages is it? Okay, good. 
Similarly, as indicated indirectly in various places in revealed scriptures, one, even though one is well versed in all the Vedas and scriptures, if one is not a devotee of the Supreme Lord, the Personality of Godhead, he is considered to be the lowest of mankind. Two, in the Garuda Purana, Brihanaradiya Purana, and Padma Purana, the same is repeated. What is the use of Vedic knowledge and penances for one who is devoid of devotional service to the Lord? Three, what is the comparison of thousands of prajapatis to one devotee of the Lord? Four, Shukadeva Goswami said, 2.4.17, that neither the ascetic nor one who was a great, who was greatly munificent, nor one who was famous, nor the great philosopher, nor the great occultist, nor anyone else can achieve the desired result without being engaged in the service of the Lord. Five, even if a place is more glorious than heaven, if there is no glorification of the Lord of Vaikuntha, or his pure devotee, it should at once be quitted. 6. The pure devotee refuses to accept all the five different types of liberation in order to be engaged in the service of the Lord. The final conclusion, therefore, is that the glories of the Lord must be always and everywhere proclaimed. One should hear about his glories, one should chant about his glories, and, we do, and one should always remember his glories, because that is the highest perfectional stage of life. As far as fruitive work is concerned, it is limited to an enjoyable body. As far as yoga is concerned, it is limited to the acquirement of mystic power. As far as empiric philosophy is concerned, it is limited to the attainment of transcendental knowledge. And as far as transcendental knowledge is concerned, it is limited to attainment of salvation. Even if they are adopted, there is every chance of discrepancies in discharging the particular type of functions. But adoption of the transcendental loving service of the Lord has no limit nor is there fear of falling down. The process automatically reaches the final stage by the grace of the Lord. In the preliminary stage of devotional service there is an apparent requisite for knowledge but in the higher stage there is no necessity of such knowledge. The best and guaranteed path of progress is therefore engagement in bhakti yoga, pure devotional service. The cream of Srimad Bhagavatam in the following four shloka, in the foregoing four shlokas is sometimes squeezed out by the impersonalist for different interpretations in their favor, but it should be carefully noted that the four shlokas were first spoken by the personality of God himself and thus the impersonalist has no scope 
for entering into them because he has no conception of the personality of Godhead. Therefore, the impersonalist may squeeze out any interpretations from them, but such interpretations will never be accepted by those who are taught in the disciplic succession from Brahma, as well as will be cleared up in the following verses. Besides that, the Shruti confirms that the Supreme Truth, Absolute Personality of Godhead, never reveals Himself to anyone who is falsely proud of his academic knowledge. The Shruti Mantra clearly says, Kata Upanishad 1, 2, 23 Nayam Atma Prabhachanena Labhyo Name Daya Na Bahuna Chutena Yang Evaisha Vrinute Tena Labhyas Tashyaisha Atma Vrinute Tanum Swam the whole matter is explained by the Lord Himself and if one who has no approach to the Lord in His personal feature can rarely understand the purport of Srimad Bhagavatam without being taught by the Bhagavatas in the disciplic succession. Hare Krishna Well, it's eight... 21 and there was enough material just in this purport to comment upon for months <laughs> but we're going to end our reading here and take it up tomorrow at text 37 and if someone's still there after all that and I hope they are and I'm sure they are actually uh, we're just waiting to hear your reflections. Hare Krishna. First this evening is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Gopakanya Devi Dasi ki jai ho. She says, Jai Maharaj, Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada and your daily reading service of Srila Prabhupada's books. And Jai Ho to all the assembled sages. Thank you for encouraging words. Hare Krishna, as usual. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna. Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Sudevi Dasi, my dear God sister in Florida. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj, thank you for your loyalty in broadcasting the spiritual television far and wide. Mm. From Subarao Rajagopal. Subarao Rajagopal, Hari Bol. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for the daily reading service. When you were reading the purport 2935, Yam Shama Sundar Purusham Tamaham Bajami, I was looking at the Sri Sri Radha Shama Sundar picture at the altar. Beautiful. Mm. Quote, if one is fortunate enough to have received the knowledge in the transcendental disciplic succession, surely he will have the chance to understand the mystery of the Lord and that of the Srimad Bhagavatam 
the sound incarnation of the Lord. Unquote. Daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books is exactly that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <clears throat> and particularly because we're reading the purports of Srila Prabhupada, who put this most elevated, uh, eloquent uh, philosophy into English that is easily understandable by anyone practically. And he, and he has such patience. Just see this last purport he wrote. He has the patience to, to, to go through each and every quote, you know, that confirms the, the truths of these four verses, these seed verses of the Bhagavatam, and prove without a shadow of a doubt that it's the most elevated uh, understanding and takes us to pure devotional service, pure loving transcendental service to the Lord. And hearing it like this, and really appreciating it, and to the degree that we appreciate it, we will taste it. It is not different than seeing the Lord. That's a fact. We may not be able to perceive it yet, but it's a fact. By the words of these great liberated souls. Hare Krishna. This is from Dira Lalita. Hare Krishna, Dira Lalita. She says, I love the yellow and pink roses on the altar. Oh. She the Prabhupada's favorite. Oh, that's that's Abhaya Das Brahmachari's ascetic, ascetic nature. <laughs> he picked them. Gopakanya says, I too wanted to comment about the beautiful colors of flower combinations. Mm. Everything looks perfect. Yes. And from Bhakta Rupa? Actually, when it says that the form of a Lord is none different than the Lord, even if made of a, a, a wood or marble or or paint, you know, or even in the mind, it's also um, he's also present uh, in these photos that we're worshiping, and if you worship them nicely, as Abhayadas Brahmacharya is doing, they become effulgent, almost three-dimensional. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakta Rupa? Yes, Bhakta Rupa. He says, thanks for reading, Maharaj. Really like the point that sincere earnestness mm. being, the, uh, being the qualification for the highest perfection in life. Yes. I looked up earnest and found this definition. Earnest, resulting from or showing sincere and intense conviction. I've heard Vaisheshika Prabhu says that intensity and intention are connected. Yes. Absolutely. Prabhupada once said <clears throat> that the test of our seriousness is how attentive we are to the details of what we do in loving service. 
So that in, intense uh, earnestness is shown. And I, I, I was, as I was reading that last purport, I was thinking, what patience and determination and earnestness is coming through Srila Prabhupada's consciousness to us as he compiles these purports, patiently going through all the different, you know, uh, commentaries of all the previous acharyas, unlocking the secrets of the Bhagavatam and giving to them to us on a silver platter. It's amazing. Really, it's causeless and it's amazing and it's beautiful and it is all attractive. Hare Krishna. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada, he Jai. Jai Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada is so merciful to us to make us totally understand about bhakti yoga. Pure that uh, the pure devotional service is the highest process in Gulatamchi. Yes. Totally satisfying to the heart. And from Bhakta Christopher. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for another wonderful reading. Mm. And this is from Dayanidi. Dayanidi? From Italy? Or California? I only know two Dianetes, one from Italy and California. He says, Dandavats Maharaj, thank you for broadcasting every day. I hope to make it to Govardhan for Kartik. Fantastic. California. Oh, Hare Krishna Dianeti. Hope to see you there. I'm planning on going too, but it's not fixed up yet. From Vrajaloka. Yes, Vrajaloka. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you very much for reading. I feel so fortunate that today I could catch the last few minutes of the reading. It was very inspiring to hear about how devotional service benefits everyone excuse me, everyone who comes in contact with it in some way can you please explain what it exactly means what we read in the end of the last purport that quote in the beginning stages of devotional service knowledge is apparently necessary but at a higher level it is not it means that in the lower stages one needs to have the knowledge to feel attracted more and more. But in the advanced stages, one is automatically attracted. And so the knowledge is not as important. One is just spontaneously attached to everything about devotional service, including the knowledge. So therefore, sometimes... Uh, devotees get deeply into the details of the analysis of the glories of the Lord 
and so forth and so on and so forth. Uh, but when one is actually spontaneously attracted to Krishna, those things are not as important because that, on that level, they're just loving Krishna as a friend, as a servant, as a, as a son, as a lover. So these other, the knowledge is not so important to them. They're just attached to him and being with him and serving him and playing with him and eating with him and all the things that go on in Goloka Vrindavan. The full knowledge is there, but it's not important. Mother Yashoda sees the whole universe in the Lord's mouth and there's a whole philosophy behind that. I mean, you can talk about that for months. But she just looks and for a moment thinks, oh, well, what's this? And anyway, you know, here, you know, and then gives her breast for Krishna to drink, you know, here. Hare Krishna. Rajalaka also commented, thank you so much for helping us to taste these wonderful and deep purports of Srila Prabhupada. All glories to your service. Hare Krishna. And from Daityari Hari. Daityari Hari, Hari Bo. Thanks to treating us to an extra long reading tonight. <laughs> well, I must admit it wasn't planned. I didn't, I didn't remember that that purport was that long. Hare Krishna. As you said, there was so much in that purport, it's hard to pick out the thing that stands out the most. Yes, absolutely. Just let it wash over you and purify you and keep reading it over and over and over again. You get all the points. I quite liked the point. What is the comparison of thousands of prajapatis to one devotee of the Lord? (laughs) Should we endeavor to see every single devotee on every level in this light? Well, in the beginning stages of devotional service, when we can't discriminate who is very advanced and who isn't, it's better and safer to give uh, full, total respect to everyone. But as one advances in devotional life, then one becomes more discriminate. One can see the difference between uh, the Lord and uh, the devotee of a Lord and the innocent person and the atheistic person. And he acts differently to each of them. He loves the Lord. He makes friends with the devotees. Uh, He's compassionate to the innocent and tries to give them Krishna consciousness. And he avoids the demoniac persons. So, yes, I think it's safe to say that we should try to respect all the devotees, whether they're neophyte or that they're very advanced. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur describes that 
if you see a devotee after some time and you don't feel wonderful, then it's an offense, a Puran, Vaishnava Puran. So that just gives a tip of the idea of how important it is to offer respect, worship the devotees. And ultimately, it's because Krishna says, that I am more pleased when you worship my devotee than when you worship me. But if a devotee is uh, not engaged perfectly in devotional service and maybe doing things that are not completely perfect and therefore association with that person may not be completely beneficial for your devotional life. You may not associate, but you should give your respect from your heart. So you should give this respect from your heart to everyone. Hare Krishna. This is more from Daityari Hari. Yes, Daityari Hari. I also like the point that even fallen people, quote, can attain the highest perfection of life by going back home, back to Godhead, provided he or she takes shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord in all earnestness. This sincere earnestness is the only qualification that can lead one to the highest perfectional stage of life, and unless and until such real earnestness is aroused, there is a difference between cleanliness or uncleanliness, learning or non-learning, in the material estimation. I feel like I lack this earnestness. In the beginning of devotional life, I was suffering so much and was putting in such a massive desperate effort to perform devotional service, but I have become slack in giving my best in all circumstances. How do we rekindle this earnestness and sense of urgency? Well, it's, it's, it's natural in the beginning of devotional life uh, to, to go forward very earnestly, very strongly, and then after some time to, to have to back off. It's, it's part of anishtana, uh, anishta, bhakti. Nishta and anishta. So anishtita. Nishtita and anishtita. So there are symptoms of anishtita bhakti, but it's still bhakti. The activities of devotional service, the nine processes of devotional service, they are all bhakti. It's not that they're not bhakti just because you're not perfect. So you should go on with these activities of bhakti yoga and gradually your heart will become cleansed, especially the chanting of the holy name and trying to avoid the offenses. And eventually we will become purified. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the moment you actually dedicate your life to devotional service, even if you can't follow it through completely, just the moment you sincerely do that, the Lord takes charge of your life. And therefore, if there are things that are still there in the mind that force you to do things that are not completely perfect, the Lord makes arrangements to purify those things. And they may even seem like 
reactions, sinful reactions, but they're not. As soon as you dedicate your life to Krishna without uh, conditions, then the Lord takes care of you from that time on, personally, directly. And if there's something that needs to be purified, the Lord will arrange it. But it's not karma. It's not karmic reactions. These are... It's medicine administered by the personal hand of the Lord. Hare Krishna. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. You did it again. Within one hour you picked me up from the whirlpool of matter which is daily overwhelming me with violent waves and lifted me up to the level of interested hearing and appreciation. As I heard you read Sri the Prabhupada's penetrating, jubilant, and commanding words of praise of the Supreme Lord, it occurred to me that he sounded like a transcendental campaign leader advocating Lord Krishna's supremacy now and forever. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada, that's exactly what he does. Thank you very much for that reflection. It was It was lovely. Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Although also we heard that, quote, if one is fortunate enough to have received the knowledge in the transcendental disciplic succession, surely he will have the chance to understand the mystery of the Lord and that of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the sound incarnation of the Lord. Jai Sri the Prabhupada, Jai Gurudev. Jai Prabhupada, Hare Krishna, Mai Jai Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. There's quite a few comments here. Huh? Quite a few more? Yes. I don't know how much more I can go, frankly. I mean, after that long, long reading, I'm running out of steam here. Go ahead. Gauranga Gopal? Yes, Gauranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight. I found it a little difficult to focus, unfortunately, and won't be able to comment much on the contents of the purports. Still, I am amazed by Sri the Prabhupada's expertise in quoting Shastra, like a good lawyer would do his case in court, presenting so many valid arguments to prove his point and win the favor of the judge. Sri the Prabhupada is so compassionate that he will explain a million times over that engagement in bhakti yoga is the best and guaranteed path of progress, just so that we may eventually get it one day. Thank you for that essentialized reflection. It caught the essence of the whole thing. Thank you so much. Haribo. And from Gopakanya. Yes, Gopaganya. The devotional service is indeed universal, as Srila Prabhupada is confirming with his all-perfect commentaries of Srimad Bhagavatam. He is actually purified, simplified, magnified, and clarified so that we would be able to understand the importance of this mystic book, even though we are so fallen. 
Thank you, dear Maharaj, for injecting us through our ears every day and intoxicating us <laughs> to appreciate the fact that loving devotional service to the, to the Lord and His devotees is everything to be happy now and always. Hare Krishna, Jai Ho. Jai Ho. That purport was real magic, huh? It's bringing out the best in everyone. Yes, thank you so much for that reflection. Deep, thank you. And from Gemma Rutter. Yes, Gemma. In all caps locks, she's written, Thank you for tonight's reading. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Goranga Haribo. Haribo, Haribo, Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. I'd like to hear tonight this part which brought a new perspective to me. As far as furative work is concerned, it is limited to an enjoyable body. As far as yoga is concerned, it is limited to the acquirement of mystic power. As far as empiric philosophy is concerned, it is limited, limited to the attainment of transcendental knowledge. And as far as transcendental knowledge is concerned, it is limited to attainment of salvation. Even if they are adopted, there is every chance of discrepancies in discharging the particular types of functions. But adoption of the transcendental devotional service of the Lord has no limit, nor is there fear of falling down. The process automatically reaches the final stage by the grace of the Lord. Once Srila Prabhupada came to Atlanta to meet all of the book distributors of the Radhadamadar party, and one of the temple leaders asked a question to Prabhupada, a concern. He said, Prabhupada, I'm very concerned because some devotees are falling down while they distribute your books. And Prabhupada said, they're not falling down by distributing my books. They're falling down when they stop distributing my books. <laughs> <laughs> can transcendentalize anything, any comment. He can just make it beautiful and, yeah, get the job done. Jagamohan? Yes, Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. These last two days of reading have been an intense immersion in the glories of Bhakti Yoga, with the Srimad Bhagavatam being the literary incarnation of the Lord. Srila Prabhupada delivers the Lord to any sincere seeker with these purports. I will have to listen to this reading again as there is so much to take in. Thank you once again for your service to His Divine Grace. All glories to the daily readings. All glories to the Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai Shil Prabhupada ki Jai Srimad Bhagavatam ki Jai and with that Srimad <laughs> Bhagavatam ki Jai Samabheda Bhakta Vrinda ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol See you tomorrow night same time, same place, same topic as the Lord continues to enlighten Lord Brahma Hare Krishna See you tomorrow Hari Bol